It's Tuesday the 8th of August and this is Demolition News Radio. Those that have been around the construction and demolition industry for as long as I have will know that we we operate in a world of peaks and troughs, of highs and lows. Uh, we often talk about cycles in the economy that impact upon the construction and demolition industries. But we seem to be in a weird, new, uncharted paradigm at the moment where we don't seem to be in either a boom situation or a bust. And I think part of the reason for that is kind of a lack of transparency and a lack of honesty uh, among those that are actually out there winning work or more importantly not winning work. Any kind of industry gathering tends to be one where ego is valued. Um, Nobody's going to stand up and talk about the work that they haven't won or the work that they they are not getting. They're far more inclined to talk about the work that they have won or the, the work that they have just finished. So as a result, we, we're kind of in a false environment in which seemingly we are busy, when in actual fact, I think a lot of contractors up and down the country really are not. Um, we've just obviously signed up a deal with the Builders Conference, um, a market intelligence provider, um, to bring you a monthly analysis of exactly what the construction industry is really up to. And according to the latest stats, we're about two billion pound a month off where we should be in terms of new contract awards now that's a big deal that's 20 percent down on where we we would normally be over any given year um i'm not ringing the alarm bells to say we're in recession yet but to give you an example um as those of you that read demolition news and and watch the videos on demolition tv are aware i was recently involved in a a car accident uh, required a replacement of car i've chosen to lease a car rather than buy a new one and I've done that partly because it it is marginally more tax efficient for me to do so but the bigger deal for me is I don't want to make any long-term commitments financially uh, based on what I'm seeing on uh, the Builders Conference and more importantly the BC Live League table of current construction demand. If you're in the demolition business and you're about to make an investment, a significant investment in new equipment, new staff, um, training and that kind of thing, I think it's it's absolutely vitally important at any time for you to have the latest and most accurate information to your at your disposal. I think that's more important today more than it has ever been. I think if you're in a recession, the signs are there for all to see, um, austerity is all around. If you're in a, a boom situation the same applies you can see that everybody's spending more everybody's feeling more affluent i think where we are today is a completely different paradigm and i think it's a a hackneyed expression and it's a cliche to say that that knowledge is is power but i think in today's climate economic climate that's probably more true than it has ever been this is not a, a sales pitch for um, the Builders Conference, it's not a sales pitch for Glenigan or ABI, um, but I do think that the demolition contractors that are operating purely on gut instinct about the current economic climate are heading for a fall. Um, this information is readily available, it's not expensive. Um, I would urge anyone, that's, that's particularly if you're involved in, in potentially investing hard-earned cash, 
in major investments. Take a look. Take a look at the Builders' Conference. Take a look at the BC Live League table and get a really accurate feel, not just for the national sentiment in construction, but for your local area or for parts of the the industry in which you're most keenly involved. So if you're involved in infrastructure or uh, roads and bridges and that kind of thing, that information is readily available. If you're involved in schools or housing, any kind of specific niche, that information is readily available and I would strongly urge you to check it out. You can do that by visiting the Builders Conference, just search them on Google and you can see exactly what they've got to offer. Thanks for listening. Just over a week ago, I was talking to a major London demolition contractor about the current state of the UK demolition industry. And his exact words were, this is not what I signed up for. He went on to sign to cite issues such as staff being poached, um, escalating insurance costs, es- escalating fuel and machine costs. One way or another, he reckons that he's stopped being a demolition contractor and has become a bean counter. His primary focus now is chasing money from clients that have promised to pay and haven't and are finding every excuse known to mankind not to pay. All of which led me to have a bit of a thought and a bit of a a creative moment if you like. Um, And we've got our video crew currently working on the finishing touches for a new uh, a new demolition TV video called If, and it's based on Rudyard Kipling's If poem. Um, if all about you're losing their heads while you're keeping yours, that kind of thing. That will be going live on Demolition and uh, Demolition News's YouTube channel in the next few days. We'd love you to have a look at it. Um, it is heartfelt. It is brutally honest, um, and I do think it's it's something that pretty much sums up the current state of the UK demolition industry, um, hopefully in a, an entertaining, if thought-provoking way. So give it a couple of days, or possibly 24 hours, and head on over to Demolition News, uh, Demolition TV on YouTube, and you can check it out for yourself. And please feel free to share it. Um, I do think a few people in the industry would like to, to see exactly what we've got to say. And thanks again. Back in 1991-92, I was working for a media relations company um, and one of our clients was Caterpillar Power Systems, the engine and generator side of the Caterpillar business. And I had been sent to Egypt to report on some of their installations of generators. One of the places I was sent to was Alexandria Port. Now back, possibly still the same, but back in 91-92, Alexandria Port was split um, between a passenger terminal and a military installation. So in order to get behind the scenes of the port itself, you had to go a day or two before you were due to go in there and get what was effectively a day's passport and complete with photo ID. So as we knew that was the case, I went along, had my photograph done. Now being 91, 92, and I was a lot younger then, um, I had long hair and I had it tied back, had my photograph done. And while we were waiting for the passport to be processed, We went off for the best part of a week to go and do some other work in other parts of the country, including Cairo, made our way back to Alexandria, picked up the passport and tried to gain access to the port. Now, we pulled up at a checkpoint uh, where an armed guard looked at the passport and looked at me, 
looked at the passport and looked at me, at which point I realised that I was now, I had my hair down, I was wearing sunglasses, and I had the best part of a week's stubble on my face as well. Um, he clearly realised this as well, because he couldn't marry my photograph with how I actually looked. And rather than asking any more questions, he rammed an assault rifle through the window of the car and pressed it against my neck. Uh, my driver at the time, uh, an Egyptian, started speaking to him and the two of them were laughing. Now, I don't speak a word of Egyptian, so I was fairly convinced that they were saying to each other, yeah, he's just an Englishman, kill him, it'll be funny. Um, the 15 seconds or so that it took for them to sort out my issues felt like a best part of an hour. Now, I would love to say that I came over all Clint Eastwood and, you know, ripped the gun from his hand and beat him around the head with it, the absolute truth is we pulled into the port and I went and sat on the curb and shook for the next half an hour. Um, it was one of those occasions where you think, perhaps Caterpillar aren't paying me quite enough to be doing this job. But that's the life of a journalist, I guess. <laughs>